It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do. Harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes. You'll be so glad you did. Hey, this is Dawn Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and you're listening to my podcast, The Bravehearted Woman. I'm here to raise the brave in you. So if you haven't done so, hit subscribe so you never miss another episode. All right, you ready to get your brave on? Let's do this. Hey, Bravehearts, how you doing? Happy May. We've made it to the fifth month of the year. We've been through a lot this last two years, a lot of turmoil. And we continue to see the turmoil around the world, don't we? Our headlines continue to pound us with frightening facts and stories and commentaries that I, I don't know about you guys, but it's blowing my mind what is going on in this world. And I, it's making me shake my head in disbelief and sometimes despair. We've experienced a lot of loss and I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're staying brave and keeping on doing what you know that you're called to do. This is not a time to shrink, but we have experienced a sense of grief because life as we once knew it, well, it's not the same. And that is worthy of some reflection. We're going to feel some feelings about that. And I want to talk about that because this is National Mental Illness Awareness Month. Our continued headlines talk about COVID and all that comes with it. It has been horrific just to navigate masks, no masks, dreadful isolation, Vaccinations, no vaccinations, untimely deaths, job loss, business closings. That's been sad. People who spent their whole life building a business only to lose it the last few years. Alcohol abuse and use on the rise, a loss of community, a family, of church, racial unrest, racial turmoil. So this year, This is a good time to emphasize and promote this National Mental Health Month. And at the top of this, I want to be positive and I want to give hope because this is a total true statement that I'm about to make. Mental health conditions are so treatable and improvement is most probable. Many people with mental health conditions return to full functioning. And that's some hope you need to know if you're struggling with any of this. Some mental health is even preventable. Mental illness issues are preventable. So let's talk about, let's get into this. What is mental disorders? First of all, mental disorders or mental illnesses, as we we call it, 
are conditions that affect your thinking and your feeling, your mood, your behavior, and specifically, not only how you feel, but how you interact with others. There may be times where this is an occasional situation or a long-lasting chronic. It might be something that you get diagnosed with that's not going to be curable, but it will be treatable. This can affect your ability to cope, to relate with others, and to function each day on a regular basis. So that is what a mental disorder or mental illness is. And each year, millions of Americans face the reality of living with some kind of mental illness. And so during May, the brave-hearted woman, we want to join in this national movement to just raise awareness about mental health, to make it normal. It's a normal experience. One out of four, perhaps one out of five. I've seen both statistics. One out of five adults in America will struggle with a mental illness. And that's on the rise for children, 20% children. So worldwide, it's something like 430 billion people struggle with some kind of mental illness. And we want to help fight the stigma, the fear, the shame, and educate the public in an attempt to support people with mental illness, to support their families. We want to say, hey, we get you. We feel you. We want to help raise awareness. And we also know that trauma is a big part of mental illness because when trauma happens, it's not just an event. It's not an emotional event alone. It is a psychological, but it is a biological event. And so mental illness can have an impact on physical, emotional, biological, mental, physiological well-beings of people. That's a big That's a big sentence right there, isn't it? That's a lot to take in. And by the way, mental illness does not discriminate. It can affect anyone, regardless of your age, your gender, your geography, your income, your social status, your race, your ethnicity, religion, spirituality, yes, your sexual orientation, your background, or any other aspect of your cultural identity. Mental illness is a equal opportunity kind of an illness. And while mental illness can occur at any age, three quarters of all mental illness starts about the age of 24. So mental illness can take many forms. As we kind of highlighted a moment ago, it can look different on different people. Some forms of mental illness are chronic and long-lasting, and some are just an episode, episodic. It's an occasional, it's a happening. Some are mild and only interfere in in limited ways with daily life, such as uh, certain phobias, abnormal fears, but other mental health conditions are really severe and that can leave a person hospitalized. According to the World Health Organization, WHO, W-H-O, Mental health conditions are increasing worldwide, especially this last few years during the coronavirus disease and pandemic. There has been an increase because some of those contributing factors, interesting, social media has been implicated in that, that people are scrolling and that is adding to mental illness and, of course, isolation. So again, I want to tell you, mental health conditions, treatable, 
and improvement is possible and probable if you'll get some help, if you'll talk to someone and tell someone. So listen up if this is you. If I'm about to describe you, I want you to know that there's help available for you. So let's talk about what kind of mental illness are we talking about? Well, there's uh, clinical depression. It's a more severe form of depression where the sufferer can feel that persistent sadness for weeks or months. Other symptoms of that would include the loss of joy, feeling unhappy or hopeless, having a sense of just low self-esteem, loss of appetite, problems with sleep, wanting to sleep too much or not being able to sleep at all. So that is clinical depression. Then there's depressive disorders. That affects millions of people globally each year. And that's just kind of that depressive, low-grade, running feeling of just not feeling quite 100%, just dull. And that can also swing into anxiety. So the disorder can go from depression to anxiety. I have personally struggled with massive anxiety in my 30s. It was horrific. And then because the anxiety would just leave me in an exhausted heap on the ground when I was in this episode, and mine was episodic, it would happen from time to time. And I am post-traumatic in my my healing and of trauma. And so this anxiety would hit me, an intense, persistent sense of impending doom, worry, and fear. I had nothing to hate about my life. I loved my life. But then I began to be afraid of, you know, what if I'm out in public and this happens? So it locked me down. I was, you know, on the couch, just in my home for five months at a time when this happened. Anxiety, just the the, the way this works, you know, you, you can f- have the fear of being in public. There are situations that provoke it. In acute cases, it can lead to phobias and panic attacks, ongoing persistent panic attacks. Bipolar disorder, another mood disorder. And there are other mood disorders that could fall into this category. The disorder consists of two types of bipolar, which involves episodes of mania and then crashing down in depression. And then there's bipolar 2, where the sufferer has more frequent periods of depression with fewer lower manic episodes. So you could be a rapid cycler or a slower cycle. Schizophrenia, a long-term condition often characterized as a type of psychosis. Symptoms include hallucinations, delusions, muddled thoughts, lack of care over personal hygiene, avoiding others. Substance abuse. Substance abuse, believe it or not, this affects millions worldwide, that you believe, but believe it or not, it becomes a disorder when the users of intoxicating substances struggle with control and compulsion and withdrawal. And a lot of times, these things are co they have comorbidity we say because substance abuse is also a secondary illness because of trauma depression somebody trying to self-medicate and i mentioned a moment ago post-traumatic stress disorder caused by a past stressful event that is then relived sometimes years after it's occurred i do a lot of coaching and a lot of the women who i coach through their trauma 
are post-traumatic. They're learning how to dream again and believe again and think that there's hope for a future, that they are not going to just spend the rest of their life as a victim. And we press that so much. This is what happened to you, but let something happen in you. Let a new mindset become yours. But it is, there is a mental illness where there's uh, triggers and that depression can happen. And all of a sudden, a loss of concentration and temper, whoo, the anger and the temper and the mood swings and the energy, it's all part of this trauma, this stress disorder. And dementia, of course, we know, and there's a rise in dementia. It's a decline in the brain function and impairments in thinking, remembering, reasoning. Whew. So let's just take a breath a minute. Mental health conditions are rampant, they're indiscriminate, and they can affect anyone. Prayerfully, God willing, we won't experience this in our future going forward. But some contributing factors, like I'm always like, what, where is mental illness coming from? How does it happen? And so there are contributing factors that can actually unearth a predisposition for mental illness. We definitely saw this during the pandemic because of the isolation. And with isolation, then we saw alcohol issues. When you get into your head and you have thinking that doesn't serve you well, you feel like no one cares about you. When you feel like you're all alone, especially again, pandemic, um, online, replacing face-to-face, missing church families and support communities, lots of grief, lots of loss. We've lost friends and loved ones and parents and teachers and pastors and children and young people. We've lost a lot of young people to suicide, so we're we're grieving the loss. There was a lot of events that we lost, weddings and graduations and events that were really meaningful to us. We had to say goodbye to my beautiful nephew. We, we did have a funeral, but we, we couldn't sit with him. We couldn't say goodbye in the hospital as he was entering into and relocating into his forever home in heaven. We we grieve the loss of normalcy and freedoms that we've had. We're sad because, again, the life that we once knew is gone. So we have lots of contributing factors. And again, I mentioned social media. It's a culprit, y'all. Now, it's an amazing tool that we have. Thank you, God, that on my telephone, I can access the world. Remember when we used to write letters and hope that people would get them in a couple of weeks? Well, I can send a text to Africa and they'll get it in 32 seconds. I mean, it's a pretty amazing thing. So, but it's given to a lot of social and mental illness, physical appearance. People are scrolling and comparing physical, uh, their appearance and how they look. And oh my goodness, by the way, they say statistics for Plastic surgery is like on the rise, kind of massive off the charts. People looking at themselves all day long on Zoom, not liking what they look like. And so the doctors are really, you know, experiencing a lot of lucrative upswing in their offices because of this. But we just see these lavish lifestyles. And and I just want to say, you guys, this isn't real. 
so much of it is not real. We, we see the highlight reels. We depict lives of luxury and you think, oh, I'm not experiencing that. I don't get that. You know, relationships look perfect and oh, all the weight loss. This is what I look like before, but this is what I look like now. And God bless you. I'm all about that. Like, yes, good job. But if you're not the one in that zone, it can really trigger some sadness And again, with the pandemic, we've experienced higher levels of trauma. So domestic abuse and domestic violence against women and children on the rise. Such vulnerable time we've been in with families all under the roof and not being able to get out. Children have been experiencing food insecurities because schools feed them lunch But now they're home, they're home by themselves. It's been a whole thing with moms and dads having to work, but no one to take care of the children. Oh my goodness. Inequality, social disadvantage, discrimination, social exclusion that's been going on. Even President Joe Biden said, hey, get some help. There's plenty of help. He said this, look, being down, having some problem in terms of needing some, some advice. If you have a broken spirit, it's no different than a broken arm. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. You should seek the help. There's a lot of people who can help. So that's a great word. Don't be ashamed. Don't, don't fall for that. There's a lot of help available. I want to give you the five signs of mental illness. Number one, excessive paranoia worry or anxiety. So think about that for a moment. Two, long-lasting sadness or irritability. Three, some changes in your moods. Four, social withdrawal. Or five, and five, dramatic changes in eating or sleeping pattern. So let me say it again. Excessive paranoia, worry, anxiety, long-lasting sadness or irritability. Extreme changes in moods, social withdrawal, dramatic changes in eating or sleeping. So here's some signs that you need help. If you have thoughts of harm, you need help immediately. Unexplained worry or unnecessary guilt. Start feeling like you've just are a failure at everything. Pay attention. Something that you used to enjoy, now a loss of joy. Your desire to use meds or alcohol, pay attention. Irritability or a lack of concentration, do you feel foggy? Loss of energy, physical effects such as sweating or heart racing, panic feelings, dizziness, choking sensation like you've swallowed a chicken bone. I remember when uh, anxiety started to come on me, I started getting testing for everything because I knew something was wrong. I couldn't figure it out. And they said, it's stress. And I said, no, there's something real. And she looked at me, the doctor looked at me and said, stress is very real. It's very real. And it has very real causes and very real symptoms. And I just felt like I could not swallow. What about feeling disconnected? So here's some things that you can do at home to start mitigating some of the things that you're feeling. But again, you may need to seek professional help. I want you to hear that. This is what we're talking about. Mental illness is part of life, and one in four uh, American adults will experience it at some time in their life. But let's see. Aim for about seven to eight hours of sleep. 
a night. You need that. And then no screen time for the first 30 minutes before bedtime. So the last, I should say the last 30 minutes before bedtime, no screen time. And then eating healthy, balanced meals. So get that packaged food out, get that sugar out. I know when I was in anxiety, couldn't do any sugar, couldn't do any alcohol, could do whole foods, easy foods that my system could digest, but they were things that were healthy. I found smoothies, scrambled eggs, you know, things that were healthy like that, avocado, um, you know, you get the point. Exercising. So earlier this week, I was so tired, y'all, and I have a very strong morning routine. I'm up at five in the morning, six at the latest, but we got up and I just, I had, was just a headache for some reason, and I had been exposed to some cleaning chemicals the day before. And I think it just kind of was a leftover and I just couldn't get moving in. But I'm babysitting my grand dog right now. And if I say his name, he'll jump up here on my lap. So I won't do that. But I'm babysitting him and he needed to go outside for a walk. So I said, you know what? No, I just got to go. Three, two, one, go. I'm not negotiating. I'm not getting in my head. I, just, I know what I have to do. Five, four, three, two, one, boom, get up, go. So I got up went outside, took him for a walk. And do you know, by the time I got back, I was pumped, y'all. I was ready. I was eager to go. I got my day started. I was so creative that day and I got so much done. But guess how I started out? I started out feeling like, I want to go back to bed and put the covers over my head. If I would have done that, I would have lost out on some of my greatest surge moments that I've had all week. So listen, motivation follows movement. So don't wait to move till you feel like it. You're not gonna. So get moving. Okay. If you're feeling a little bit down, get moving, get a shower, get going. Three, two, one, bam, go. Don't overthink. Don't get in your head. Just do it. And then remember to hydrate well, water, 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 and eliminate caffeine, especially if you've got some anxiety happening and some depression, get rid of the caffeine for a season. Practicing mindfulness and meditation, very, very good for you. That diaphragmic breathing. Here's another one. Talk to someone you trust. Consider safely expanding your social bubble. Get out of it. Get out of your head. Get out of your bubble by yourself. Talk to someone you trust and someone who is trustworthy. And then avoid, we just talked about it, excessive alcohol consumption. Women should drink fewer than eight alcoholic beverages a week and men should drink fewer than 14, which I think, come on, man. No, how come guys, you know, my husband and I will go on an eating program and, and day three, he's down 10 pounds and I've gained two ounces because my body says, hey man, she's not eating. Let's store this fat because we don't want her to die. But I am renewing my mind on that one, so I don't even want to speak that. All right. I asked the question a moment ago, and I know we're going a little bit long today, So, but I want just to quickly wrap up. What causes mental disorders? And I want to tell you there is no single cause. There's a variety of causes. There's a number of factors that can contribute to mental illness, and certainly your genes and your family history genetics, that's for sure. Your life experiences, how much stress, was there a history of abuse, like in my case, especially if something happened to you in childhood. 
There's biological factors. There's chemical imbalances in the brain. Your brain is an organ. My eyeballs are an organ. I wear glasses. They have malfunctioned. Your kidney, maybe your pancreas, these are organs. So we shouldn't think it weird that sometimes the brain, which is an organ in your body, can malfunction. Maybe there's been a traumatic brain injury. This can create mental illness, of course. A mother's exposure to viruses or toxic chemicals when she was pregnant with you. A use of alcohol or recreational drugs by your mom when she was pregnant or by you at some time in life that altered your brain chemistry. Having a serious medical condition like cancer, prolonged illness will bring on oftentimes anxiety and panic attacks because you don't realize that you are carrying vigilant stress for long periods of time and it's depleting you. Here's another thing. Having a very few friends or feeling alone or feeling isolated over time can create mental illness. So they're not caused, hear me, mental disorder, they are not caused by character flaws or weakness or being lazy or not being spiritual enough. We're going to rid ourselves of that thought. So I want to leave you with this. If you're struggling and you need some help, there is a hotline that you can call. You can get help. The national hotline all month this month. I'm going to put it in the show notes for you. All Every day this month, you could read a blog on mental illness. This is a time to get screened, to talk to someone, and to get help. It's treatable, and you can go on to have an amazing, wonderful life. So that's what I have for you today. I hope this has helped you. If it has, please share it with someone specifically this month to bring help to someone that you love. All right. All right, everybody. God bless you. I'm going to leave you like I always do. Don Damon, Braveheart Mentor, encouraging you. Find your vision. Live your brave best life. Because you got one life and this is your moment. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.